You're listening to the Wisecast, brought to you by Ethos Youth Center. Welcome to the Wisecast. This is episode 143. Welcome to listening, everyone. We have special guest with us. Tyson it's not Wilt. well. I mean, you, I didn't do my introduction yet. Oh, sorry. Well, I we, well, like we're not gonna introduce in, in, introduce the, the guest before the host. So, oh, you, you're, you're right. Sense. You're right. You're right. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Okay. So I'm also the host. Yes. And I'll introduce our guest. It's uh, some uh, local celebrity, Tyson. Welcome. <laughs> no, <laughs> local celebrity. I'll say so ace funny. hitter for. <laughs> Be- <laughs> before I let you say what's up, I just um. If you don't know Tyson, um, t- like let's just say, yeah, a little bit. But also, uh, Tyson is um, someone that I think, uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't think that uh, any, any of this uh, Wisecast or Ethos or, or Pathos screen printing would really be a thing, or definitely not what it is today. So Tyson's kind of behind wow. a lot of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure anyway. he loves it. I just feel like, I just want to say, Long-time fans, I'm super psyched, and I'm <gasps> freaking out. I'm kind of nervous. Oh, <laughs> like, celebrity I listen to you guys, like, there's not one episode. Do you want to hold it? Yeah, I yes. Can, I can hold yes. Um, by Wait. the way, these mics are impressive. I know. They're legit. Shout out to the ethos budget for this year. kind of freaks me out because it makes me feel like I'm publicly speaking, and it, oh. like, I get nervous. Anyway, but I'm just, like, psyched to be on here with you guys because I listen to you guys on a regular basis. Nice, nice, nice. Super big fans. You guys are awesome. Wow. Yeah, we were just talking about the but meat. I'm really episode. nervous. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the meat love episode. Yeah, that was a strange one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to it. I'm like in the gym, and I'm like laughing nice. out loud. <laughs> yeah. you guys are, and I'm listening to you guys talk about if you're in the movie theater, what slab of meat would you make out with? Yeah, or deli meat. Deli meat. But slab of meat is better. Is better. Well, what movie are we watching? Then? Uh, meatball. <laughs> meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Cloudy, Cloudy yeah. with a chance of meatballs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, mine would have to be like ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not a deli meat. In my book, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll yeah. expand the context of the conversation to make an exception. Yeah. For nice. Thing. Okay. All right. So here, so as you know, I always ask Angel, how's his week? And it's the most awkward, one of the more awkward sections of the podcast. My week was good. <laughs> Had a good week. Yeah, did you do anything? Any any bands? Any bands? I feel like I did something last week, but I can't remember what it was. So I'm going to go ahead and say no, I didn't do anything. Well, that's great. How was your week? It was fantastically sore, as yeah. many of you know. Are you still hurting? No, it's all gone. Yeah, all the pain's gone. Uh, as, as the listeners don't know, I was in a car wreck Friday somewhere, somewhere. And, uh, Can't hurt steel. Yeah. It's the man of steel, dude. Yeah. Like, I, it showed a lot about myself that I didn't realize that was going to happen in scenarios like that where my automatic reaction is to ask the passenger if they're all right. <laughs> oh, I yeah. got in a... I got in an accident um, earlier this year. Yeah. And um, 
That's actually a good reaction. My reaction, like initially, and this is just for a second. It was, it was, uh, just get out and start walking away because I thought it was my fault, but it wasn't my fault. And that just lasted for. I just want to say that lasted for a second before I handled it. I handled it responsibly. I would like if 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 there was a story. I honestly am the hero of the story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Not to brag. Yeah, but how you you learn a lot about yourself right yeah. like i'm still i asked like the driver who hit me if he was all right too but meanwhile i'm like like frozen my body's frozen and like gripping the steering wheel type thing so i'm just like turning my head around just so not my body reacted differently yeah mind yeah yeah and then they couldn't open up the driver's side door Sorry, I'm not close enough to the mic. Sorry. Sorry. Right well, we should get another one one of these days. But uh, I think we could. The doesn't the Yeti just pick up? But it it ha- it has to be now since we have a USB audio interface. Um, another mic that hooks up so, XLR. Sorry, I'm still stuck on your physical reaction versus your mental. Reaction. Oh yeah. Because in military training, like you anticipate fog of war. Mm-hmm. which is what happens like you get disoriented and crazy in times of yeah you know i guess anyway so that's why at boot camp and training right. you're just constantly simulating you know yeah, and the, fire and situations anyway yeah, but it's but like <laughs> there was yeah. parts there that were like typical winter responses of the door the driver's door couldn't open so then they try to get me through the passenger so it's like it's already a cramped vehicle. Yeah, dude. So I'm like, say, like, it's like getting. You're not sh- short. No. It's like getting Donkey Kong outside of a go kart sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, just cracking jokes. And the guy who's helping me, like, oh, kind of a rough day, huh? I'm like, yeah, this is my first wreck. Like, yeah, it's not it's not a great experience. I'm like, tell me about it. Yeah. Or, like. We're not recommend. <laughs> no, we're not recommend. That's funny. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, it was good, and it was nice to have Tyson show up because I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna handle this. I can handle this yeah, myself." Yeah, no, you handled it right though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you took the brunt of the blow too, dude. That was yeah. nuts. <laughs> That's it true. Like one, of the, you know, those little Hot Wheels that if you tap on it and yeah. the side flips, mm. and you got a giant. Dip. That was. Yeah. But this one you just can't. You can't tap on it to make no. it go back. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a bunch of those. So add that to my resume that I can take good car hits and <laughs> okay. oh, thank you, thank you. I was worried about you. I still think yeah. you should have played for like Seattle Seahawks. You can be Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I could be like there's Fresno the guy State. that the guy who eats Skittles. There's that guy. Well, he's no longer on the yeah. Seahawks. Uh, I could <laughs> be. The, <laughs> I could be the guy that uh, eats like Twix bars or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or no, I eat like salami sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to deli meats. Okay, now to the main topic, everybody. Like we're we're actually getting there a lot. Normally we banter a lot yeah, more. Yeah, we can banter. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I banter. Favorite ethos moment. Too much. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, that's hard. Yeah. I just. It's funny. I've been reminiscing a lot of like. The OG times, like mm. when Ethos, the genesis of Ethos, and being in a different location, and how it just it was crazy when we started Ethos. Anyway, a lot yeah. of those times, like having Halo tournaments, yeah. and oh, sorry, um, Halo tournaments, and you know, just I remember like 
thinking, oh, yeah, we'll, we're going to open up a youth center. And then you drive into town, and there's, like, 40 young people up there. And you're like, <laughs> right. This is insane. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty crazy. Good times. Amazing young people. Sorry, you didn't share yours. Um, I think just coming down here all the time, especially in middle school, around mm-hmm. eighth grade, is when I came here, like, almost every day after school. Um hanging out here playing like left for dead or halo that was always really fun um actually it was tj when i used to come down here and kick it he showed me a lot of like the music that i'm into now yeah so blame him (laughs) yeah Yeah. wow i did not know that that's cool that's interesting yeah playing pool Mm -hmm. oh yeah playing pool here all the time that was when the foosball table was here yeah so we had a foosball (laughs) such high impact right you need industrial like commercial grade (laughs) just constantly it was constantly being played right or like when miles would put on like his little concerts here it would be like it's like like 20 kids singing that was probably my favorite times like it was like there's like He's just kind of playing guitar. Next thing you know, like, everyone's busting out in song. Yeah. Like, right. you're like, is this a scene from High School Musical? <laughs> like, actually, that was really insulting because we played good music like Sublime. Yeah. Sublime? Not Green Day. Not, so, like, yeah. Zach Efron's. Never mind. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, the, the music is interesting around here because uh, you could tell right away when it's winter that's put on music. Yeah. It's normally, like, a ska band. <laughs> Uh, sort of thing. So as soon as it's, as soon as it says like pick it up, pick it up once, they know winter. Okay, that's we, can, we can clearly turn the music off. Sort yeah. of thing. That's kind of like at the shop too, though. But with my music, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still stuck in the '90s apparently because I just play '90s music. Yeah. Every, like that's I'll right, just you, put you, '90s station on, dude, because I get sick of trying to like navigate what to play. And then as soon as I turn my head, I'm like, hey guys, what do you guys want to listen to? I'm like, we don't care whatever i'm like okay cool so i'll put mine on and as soon as i turn my back they're <laughs> creeping on the computer yeah. floating on their music so yeah. which is cool well you you're not the best listener and okay we're back all right um yeah i don't i tend to just die out like i'm not listening to the music anyway so lame stuff will pop up or commercials, and they get mad because I don't skip it. Yeah. <laughs> now introducing YouTube thirty minute. <laughs> yeah, trailer, yeah. Plug. Or like you know how you're old, you do a thing <laughs> where like you turn off the music, like and then listen to the news. Well, I'm not old. You're old. No. Older. That was rude. <laughs> Shalom. Who is it? Hey, buddy. Hey. What's up? What's up? So. uh now we move on to the part where, like, the, the main chunk of the Wise Cast. It's been a while since we've had an interview. The ad break? No, no, we got oh. we got five minutes for that. Oh, five okay. minutes for that. <clears throat> yeah, but talk. So, do, do you want to talk about how um, none of this would happen without you, and how you <laughs> did it entirely <laughs> on your own, what? without help from anyone? Uh, that's so not true. <laughs> There's a there have been tons of people involved. Um, and Mountain Christ Services and Alliance, like it's all been a yeah. crazy experience. I mean, I mean, this has all been a community creation. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, what are you asking? What do you want me to what, I, talk about the origins yeah. of Ethos? Uh, I don't think a lot of people quite know okay. how Ethos got started. Ethos got started about eight, nine years ago. I can't remember at this point. Like ten years. Ten years? Yeah, I, I don't. So. I, anyway, yeah. So, um, 
we we my uh benny b and i and and a few others were always talking about how rad it'd be to like have a space for young people mm-hmm. um in town um and we kind of would dream up these ideas and then one day we just like all right let's let's make this come to fruition um i was actually i was involved in organized christianity as a pastor um so i you know was a youth pastor for i don't know eight years or so and uh so we just stepped off to launch ethos and like yeah i mean just a lot of people we had a board put together got our nonprofit status and then we had to wait for our nonprofit status to start so we needed an umbrella to come under so we went under uh, mountain crisis services once we got our nonprofit we started contracting with mountain crisis services to do um promoting gender respect which is like a curriculum um well we we contracted with the school district district and partnering with mountain crisis to deliver curriculum peace education violence prevention programming in um in the school district so we started doing that and uh writing grants and we were under mountain crisis services sorry i feel like i'm rushing this (laughs) and uh and then once we merged with them we were like my board uh and ethos board we were like well this is a really great partnership why don't we just dissolve our nonprofit? excuse me mountain crisis services was like same same thing they were like yeah this we really this is good you know it's great uh partnership so we just kind of came under mount crisis services right around the same time heritage house came under mount crisis services and then uh we at some point we were all like okay this is not just about you know a sexual assault and domestic violence right mm-hmm. so we're doing offering all these different programs so we need a bigger umbrella which was the alliance started getting um kind of we started kind of creating the alliance and drawing that up and Allison and Siobhan were doing all that. And then when CASA uh, came under the umbrella and all these amazing programs. And so now the alliance is officially like seven or eight programs. Anyway, all that to say that each program is maintaining their own autonomy um, and budgets uh, for the most part. So yeah, ethos, we just kind of like kept trying to improve it. When I was at ethos, um, it was most, it was myself as the only employee and then a bunch of volunteers um and uh, we had a huge volunteer team like some of our og volunteers like i, I mean uh, i mean jolene diana um benny b k like all these people like i don't even know like there's just been so many people that have been part of the team run running this space and uh so and we like did a training because in order to volunteer you got to do background checks all that stuff and then we take it serious and so um we went from like a two-hour training to like I think it's like a 16-hour training. 16-hour, yeah. I think it was, a, and then eventually we grew it to a 16-hour training, and you know, to to be a part of the, part of the Ethos team, and then right. eventually we got grants, and we were able to uh, hire and bring on some more employees. Mm-hmm. So I left to launch Pathos, which is Pathos Screen Printing, which is a program of Ethos Youth Center, because um, kind of the original intent. There's a lot of intents with the Ethos Youth Center from the Genesis, right. but we wanted to create a social entrepreneur design to provide jobs and skills training. We didn't want to just create a space for young people to come and just, you know, loiter or hang out. We wanted to offer different programs. We wanted to join young people and bring positive change to youth culture. Um, and so, um, cause you know, knowing that, you know, to be young and not revolutionary is a biological contradiction, right? I mean, that's a mm-hmm. really brilliant quote that you, th- you hear often. Um, <clears throat> and so part of that, we believe very passionately that young people are kind of the catalyst for a lot of social change. And so part of that is like, how do we actually join young people in 
bringing that positive change. And um, so, yeah, I mean, adults that are passionate about young people and um, I grow and learn so much from, from young people in so many different ways. So it's definitely like this reciprocal relationship of like, how do we create um, community or, or culture? You know, I feel like community is more something you discover, not so much that you forge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just been a really amazing process and experience in, in developing some of these programs. And we've done so many different things, art shows to, you know, parking lot gardening, you right, know, right. to, you know, like skate competitions. Yes. Even like spoken word poet sessions. That's true. Spoken yeah. word sessions and like um, crafts and art. You know, a lot of, I mean, you guys are doing a great job because like there's art twice a week here. Um, you know, there's basketball, there's all these different great things that you can engage in. Um, and there's pool, there's, you know, so it's a great space for young people. It's safe. Um, but also trying to always facilitate a bigger picture. Uh-huh. Um, and I think one of the questions, anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, dude. No problem. Uh, so yeah, let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> me rambling. ask you some questions. Let's ask some questions now. So, uh, um, so uh, one of the main things I remember being interviewed for, uh, I remember from being interviewed uh, for this position was uh, an emphasis on third space. And I was wondering if you can kind of tell the listeners uh, what is meant by that third space. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was great. Cause when you asked that question, you're like, I'm not sure what that is. And then you like went and did all this research. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. He, yeah. It was pretty rad that you like came back and you're like, yeah, oh, I know what it, it, it is now. It, yeah. It's like it totally makes sense yeah. when people look into it. Well, in third space looks very different for, for adult culture exactly. versus its youth culture, right? Yeah. And so part of that is, you know, a well, third each group hat like each community is going to have like different types of third space. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I can say that in the African American community, barber shops became like a third space where yep. people would come. Yeah. Um, but sorry, go on. Sorry. Well. Like, even, like, when I was about, like, we started our own coffee shop at our church, right? And mm-hmm. that was, like, that became a third space. Right. You know what I mean? So, even within that subculture of, you know, I mean, we, so, anyway, but the concept behind third space is that we all, this idea that, and this is kind of a superficial explanation, I think, because um, it goes a whole lot deeper, but right. um, we spend the majority of our lives in three different spaces. Your space at home, where we oftentimes, you know, we're, the majority of the time, we're, we're asleep, Right. We don't spend a whole lot of time as much. And it's like on our own, you know, and oftentimes we're by ourselves or with family or whatever. And then you go to your other space. Your second space would be like where you reside the majority of the day at work for young people. It's at school. It's a very structured environment. Um, you're there's I mean, you're having to abide by rules and there's just you got to dress a certain way. You got to talk a certain way. Right. And so part of that is it's not on your own terms necessarily. <clears throat> and then third space is this idea that where you go outside of those other two spaces. Um, for some people it might be like a coffee shop or for some, it might be like a pub or, you know, so that Thursday and all of a sudden it's interesting because you might meet people there, but you also, you know, you might meet up with a friend, but you'll meet other people and you find yourself surrounded by people that aren't as like-minded. Right. And you discover this space as a third space right. where you're free to be yourself in the midst of diversity. And so that's kind of like this concept of like, okay, how do we create a space where, um, all young people can come and gather and be safe. And so, anyway, I think that looks different for young people than it does adults in a lot of ways, but that's kind of third space today. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. anything piggyback off that? Oh uh, yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> what's up? 
you want to ask the next question or uh, say anything, dude? I don't want to take know. it over. No, no, you can. Yeah, like. Well, well, I guess my question is also like, you know how you're like twenty years older than me? <laughs> no, I'm not that old. Well, I'm just wondering what that third space looked like for someone in your generation, because I think like now, like when I was uh, uh, younger, like in in my high in high school. Like, Ethos was kind of my third space. Skate Park was my third space. And, like, punk shows. So I'm just wondering, like, what that was for your generation. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, for me, I was just so involved in sports. So that was kind of a third space, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's like third space, like, I don't know. It's a good question. We didn't have a youth center Mm. um, where I'm from. uh, And I think third space yeah i think for me it was a lot of sports uh youth group um and even then you're there's i mean you there's a certain there's unwritten rules you yeah, know right. within that which is fine but um i think uh i i mean for young people young people demonstrate or act very differently around adults than they do when they're around just them and their friends right yeah. so at that point when you have a third space for young people as an adult you have to facilitate a space to give them permission to unpack uh, a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To to navigate. And at the core of that, my passion out was like, well, this space is going to be, at the core of this is conflict and confrontation. And so I'm like, like that, I, I say often that I built ethos on that premise, that healthy confrontation and healthy conflict, if it's handled in healthy ways, is a beautiful thing and forges diverse communities, right? Right. Um, and so... Um, for me, that's like, you find a lot, I mean, it, that's any, acknowledging that that is the core, you give pr- people permission to disagree and to, to talk and to hold each other accountable. And that looks very different. I think, uh, anyway, yeah, we've said that, but right. I guess that just goes into, yeah, you know, yeah, you did. You did. I know I was, I was, that, that actually kind of answered my next question too, which was going to be, uh, the importance of a third space for young people, but you kind of, yeah, well, so I, I think part of that is, like, I developed really unhealthy practices of handling conflict. Like, I'd just be, like... Fighting? Know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would stand up for the underdog or something, or I'd be, yeah. like, passionate about something, and I would kind of flip out emotionally or whatever, and, and I'd get in a fight, you know, because for me, yeah. turning the other cheek was, well, you only have two cheeks, so I'm going to throw it down. Like, yeah. whatever the situation. But that's not a healthy way, you know, so... But, and I didn't even realize the option of nonviolence, so right. part of that was like at the core of nonviolence is conflict and confrontation mm-hmm. in healthy ways. You can't escape it. Yeah. It's what forges us. And there's something interesting that you were talking about that you, you mentioned, like the creating of a third space where um, it tied into like how community isn't forged, it's found type it's thing. It's discovered. It's yeah. discovered, yeah. yeah. Third spaces are most often like almost young people are discovered in the sense of um, – no one designated like the creek area to be like a space for like young people to hang out. Right. But it's over like tradition or like mm-hmm. the people before them showed them that this was a spot, stuff like that. Oh, there are so, teachers. There are, yeah, there are teachers yes, at the school that the 420 trail. They, that <laughs> would go on the 420 trail in the 60s. Yeah. Like, and you can find remnants of where they were. It's fascinating, dude. Like, yeah. It's like yeah. so. It's part of the DNA in a sense right. of a community, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. 
so it so like ethos is unique in that it it's uh it's established and it's a place specifically for youth to make their own third space while there's still is that like hey, this is me interpreting it like there's still that like safety net on the bottom where yeah. like we're try like we're we're adults wanting to like have conversations yeah so we're like we're prodding still. yeah which is really difficult yeah. i think yeah for for adults and adult with adult exactly. culture yeah you know what i mean like because adults want adults are told that their version of prod well what is commonly known what they would commonly say is prodding is really like intimidation tactics or like yeah them just like saying my way or the highway yeah so it's not a conversation it's just yeah. a speech yeah it's not <laughs> yeah. really it's yeah. and it comes off as more about control yes yeah you then, know what i mean yeah. and then control ultimately comes off of about well whoever can control the situation has the most power or authority mm -hmm. right and so part of that is like <clears throat> and that's kind of this old school industrial hierarchical based model as opposed to connectedness this idea of like we're all connected yeah. young people older people you know so how do we actually speak into each other's lives and engage in healthy ways and i feel like anyways so one of the quotes that uh, we used to have on the wall was the person who loves their idea of community destroys community mm. but the person that loves them the person that loves discovers community. Wait, did I say that wrong? I said that. I can't even say that. Yeah, it sounds like that. It's yeah. uh, If you just look up Diedrich Bonhoeffer, folks, yeah, and you'll find it. Yeah, it's a Bonhoeffer. <laughs> but anyway, it's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. It's like, uh, but the person who loves those around them creates community. Sorry, that was the finish. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of the, the premise. It's not verbatim, word for word. But, but that's really the idea is like, how do you actually simply love and live and not push your idea of community? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which brings us to a whole other set of issues and concerns right and because, opportunity yeah. well i think that's where it gets like political too well political and like so the adult mind wants to take that as an absolute to where it were like it's a hundred percent type thing but in the essence of that statement itself yeah. is someone influencing their community right yeah, yeah totally. so so it's still like yeah. so it's yeah i don't know I'm yeah i mean that. and that's the thing is i think that's the beauty in that yeah in that quote is that it, you can really grapple with it. But for me, I was like, Oh my gosh, right, like, right. I had this idea of community. Mm -hmm. I had, I always thought this is the way it's supposed to be. This is how it should be. And I, you know, for me, it was like very much backed by my belief system. And then I discovered that if I'm actually truly loving others, right. I'm not, um, I'm not judging them. I'm not coming up with a preconceived idea of who they are based on their hair mm -hmm. or their piercings yeah. or, you know, which is difficult. Look at me for both. So. Yeah. Sorry, you're my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> you seem easy to discriminate against. <laughs> so, but I think, like, and yeah. I think the quote, so, which, I guess we're heading in a direction of culture, right? So yeah, yeah. The reason is, like, this is a beautiful thing, right. and I think this is, like, I found so much inspiration at the hands and, and choices and li lives of young people in so many mm -hmm. ways, um, because just like we, the question, a question that often comes up in, uh, violence prevention and peace education work is this idea is like, no, I don't care about what you want to do when you grow up. That's not who you are, right? Mm -hmm. You're even your intellectual belief system is not who you are. Mm -hmm. um, but who is the person you want to become is a question that's kind of on the forefront of our minds, right? And so that's a very different question than what do you want to do when you grow up? You know what I mean? How much money do you want to make? Like, who is the person you want to become? And if we don't ask that question, our trauma is going to inform who we become. 
right. oftentimes, right? Our trauma, our, our emotions, our anger, <clears throat> society is going to shape you and mold you. However, if you're not intentional about the person you want to become, right? Right. So if that's the case, if I'm not intentional about the person I want to become, then all these people around us, if they're not asking that question, then how do we even deal with conflict or confrontation? Because right. we're all just so jacked up. You know, we're all just willing to, <clears throat> you know, hurl insults. And oftentimes it's like, what do you do when someone upsets you? You call the cops. Right. You tell your pastor. You post it on social media. You write a letter to the editor. Mm-hmm. But you never actually confront the person, right? So the idea is, like, you, we have all these really unhealthy ways of handling and confronting. It's not actually confronting or doing anything. It's not proactive, right? Um, so all that to say that if, if we're not asking, we also have to, which means collectively as a community we have to be asking ourselves what type of culture do we want to become as well mm-hmm. and if we're not intentional about that then you know we we it's easy for us to create a culture of toxicity that is about you know chaos or lack of control or whatever or fighting or unhealthy ways of functioning so part of that you know here at ethos is like how do we facilitate a conversation a bigger picture of what type of culture do we want here? Right. Because if you guys don't hold each other accountable, if you guys don't regulate yourselves, um, then and everything is accepted and goes, then this place will not exist. Mm-hmm. And why would we want to keep it open if we're just creating dysfunctional ways of existing and poor choices at the expense of our neighbors, right? So, the, the, so we're constantly having to. So, and it's easy for for us to let things get away. Yeah. And should we make a clarification, like, like? Uh, difference between creating dysfunction and then like uh yeah. and then being aware of the dysfunction because i think a lot of the a lot of people with the stigma that comes with ethos youth center believe that we do create dysfunction sure yeah but some it, people believe that yeah I, some yeah. people and it's really we yeah, are I mean, acknowledging the dysfunction that we're seeing yeah instead, like we're not we're not creating it but with the participants that we do see yeah there is already dysfunction there sure. so we're acknowledging it yeah. and it kind of comes off to people um who don't look into things yeah uh, no that's no, a really yeah, good point yeah, yeah well and it's easy i mean that's the thing that's the fascinating thing about yeah. like ob- observing stuff from the outside exactly did you want to say something dude you haven't said anything you always have luck no i well i'm just i'm just intrigued by what you're saying um, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, we have these conversations that path those yeah. off and yeah. so, but I mean, so I think part of that is like, I mean, you I mean you can go some. Sorry, <laughs> I dropped a donut. Yeah, well, I oh I ate it off the f- five second rule. We're good. Bro, We're chilling. You might want to get like a cholera shot or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's a pretty gnarly carpet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you missed a piece right there. There might be ants piece later. Frosty. There's a sprinkle there ants. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> um, <laughs> like how you're like, is there anything you want to talk about? I'm like, I dropped my donut, so that kind of sucks. Okay, uh, right. sorry, what were we talking about? Well, we we were past the 30 minute mark. Ew. So let let's say that this is part one. You got time for a part two? Absolutely, man. You have time for a part two? Angel? That's me. I'll do 20 parts. Well, he's my boss, and he just said yes. Yeah, all so. right. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Wisecast. Check out Wisecast.com for all your Wisecast needs. Peace out. Check out Pathos Screen Printing. Um, you'll find more about it in part two.